Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. If there is one thing that has been accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic, it is the transformation of the workplace and the role that HR plays in it. The HR department has had to become more strategic since the onset of the pandemic and plays an important role in shaping the new normal. This comes with a different mindset, new skills, processes and models, but at the end of the day, HR is still all about the human factor. And that's why, say, today's guest, you should always keep investing in talent. Indeed, this has never been more important than during this great resignation. And why? Because in a job market, under pressure, retaining talent is more than just a good calculation. It's a condition for performance. My guest this time is Marc-André Nataf, CEO at Sejid North America, a platform designed to help companies better manage candidates, recruiting, training, performance, compensation, career development and succession. Marc-André, welcome to the HR Chat Show today. Good morning, Bill. I'm very happy to be with you today. So beyond my wee introduction there, why don't you start by telling our listeners a bit more about, about yourself and also the mission of Sejid? Yes, I am Marc-André Nataf. I'm CEO for Sejid in North America. As you may notice from my accent, I am French, <laughs> but I live in Canada. I live in Montreal, Quebec, where our operations for North America are headed for um, HC, HCM, Human Capital Management. So Sejid is a, is a French group. Uh, it's, a, it's a software as a service publisher, in, mainly in finance and uh, human capital management. We are global with 145 offices all over the world and 3,600 employees. In North America specifically, Sejid sells HCM uh, solution and HCM only. Uh, we are based, as I said, in Montreal, Canada, but we also have offices in New York and in uh, Carlsbad, California. Originally, in North America, we really are from Canada. We started first in HCM in, in North America through the acquisition of uh, Technomedia, SaaS publisher, in talent management. Our goal is to bring to HR leaders and, and CEOs simple and pragmatic solutions to deploy an agile leadership and stop wasting time in anything that is not human-centered tasks. You mentioned that the, the story of the company there involved in acquisition. And, and I understand that Sejid recently acquired TalentSoft. What, what does that mean for the capabilities, the goals, and the market strategy of, of the company in, uh, in 2022 and, and into next year as well? Well, the acquisition of TalentSoft uh, is a major accomplishment for, for our HCM operation globally. Uh, first, TalentSoft, what, what is it? It's a, it's a major player in, in Europe on talent management, 600 employees dedicated to talent management. Uh, it's a very successful company, uh, it's a very successful uh, software as a service publisher. What happens with this acquisition is that Sejid now is, is, is creating a European leader. A European leader is on its way in the HCM uh, industry, in the HR tech, I would say HR technology industry. And I would say we, we are bringing an, a European approach to HR. Uh, to HR technology to compete with the major American leaders that, that everybody knows and that we meet here very strongly in, uh, in North America. And that's true. We have a great ambition in Europe to build this uh, European leader, but also a great ambition in North America and especially in Canada. 
because Canada is the best country in the world, I believe. <laughs> uh, but this is not about me. This is about you. So let's keep talking. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk to me a bit about factors uh, behind so many employees wanting to leave their jobs right now, you know, to give, to give more meaning to their lives. I've had lots of chats with people, as I'm sure you can appreciate, over the last couple of years about this phenomenon known as the Great Resignation, which, by the way, listeners, it ain't going away anytime soon. Um, and it's, it's being exacerbated by the fact that you've got, you know, the, the, the height of the baby boomer uh, resignation this year, for example. So there's going to be a, a bigger squeeze at both ends, certainly. What, what, what's your take, though? But t- t- tell me about those factors. First, I would say um, it's difficult to, to, to have a clear understanding of... Uh, 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 let's say a cluster of reason why, like give more meaning to their life is probably a, a big reason, but there are also over, over more down to earth reason probably, uh, around money. <laughs> in fact, I think w- when you get into this, in, in, into this, uh, great resignation, uh, question, you probably have to, to segment it, segment it by type of works, blue color versus white color, etc. Segment it also probably by, by, uh, age categories. And, and, and level where you are in your career. So it's difficult to have a one-fit-all answer to this question. Let me give you some, maybe some hint of, of, of what I understand uh, very modestly. <laughs> so as, as you know, according to the U.S. Bureau of, of Labor Statistics, like something like 4 million Americans quit their jobs in July 2021. This is the greatest increasing resignation rate uh, that has been experienced so far. And, and, and the greatest increasing resignation rate was witnessed among the 30 to 45 years old. When we, I read that in, a, in an article in the Harvard Business Review recently, some of the reason why those, those mid-level, mid-career profile, profiles uh, have quit uh, so massively uh, may lay in several reasons like a need uh, for experienced uh, recruited employees, why is that? Is that because it is because because there are so many resignations, and because a lot of companies are now in a remote work or in a hybrid hybrid uh, uh, work uh, situation, uh, they need to hire people that are already experienced, and where the training is not going to be an issue, and so you. So there is a real uh, uh, appetite, if I may say that, for a mid-level, mid-career profile, and 30 to 45 years old, more than really uh, juniors. Also, what they have explained in this article is very interesting. Uh, I thought that was a very interesting view, is that probably it's also the result of a delayed transitioning. Uh, I think we, we, we probably have to, to distinguish 2020 from 2021. 2020, everybody was struck by, by, by this crisis and had to go very quickly in a remote world. Uh, and probably people uh, were frightened about losing their job at this time. So they would stick it to their job. And now 2021, uh, uh, there was a view that maybe we were close to an ending of these pandemics, which is not sure at all at the, at the moment we are recording this this podcast but still uh, there had been some progresses and then probably people thought that 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 was a good time to move and the third thing is probably very simply uh, that some of, of those people have have reached a breaking point uh, in some organization where the experience high workload hiring freezes and other pressures uh, that were too much to bear uh, during so, uh, such a long time. Uh, 
So that's that's probably a first set of of, of explanation for the 30, 45 years old. Now, if if I if I go to basic uh, or maybe not basic but more pragmatic reasons, another study led led by Trust Radius uh, names as key triggers: stressful working condition, low pay, lacks of lack of flexibility. That, that are triggers that probably led to, to this resignation because people just couldn't take it anymore. Um, so what I would say, what I'm trying to say is that before the seek of meaning, there are, there are also been some very material issues uh, where some of the employees, especially among the lowest incomes, would rather build their own gig, combining it with some state assistance, depending on the countries, instead of keeping a tough job with poor salaries. They don't want that anymore, especially in times of growing inflation that we are going to, to experience in, in the coming months. But Bill, you're right. Uh, I guess all those root causes eventually melt in a quest for a meaning and a better life at work. And this is not new, as you know. Uh, nine, nine out of 10 persons already stated in 2018 that they would be ready to make less money to accomplish a task if this task uh, would have a meaning for the society. And this is new. This is, I mean, this is not new, sorry, but this is, this is uh, increasing with the crisis. And this trend is even identified since 2005, where uh, the, the Pew Research Center asked what gave meaning to their life. And guess what? Work only came second for 26% of the Canadians and 17% of the Americans. Family was first and material well-being only third. So that I think that's very interesting because probably because we know in Europe the the, the order wasn't exactly the same. Uh, so I would say yes, there is a shift in employee aspirations around well-being, flexibility, feeling of ac accomplishment for oneself and for the society we live in. And I think this great transformation is here to last for at least one or two years before we reach a new paradigm that is already emerging probably around hybrid forms of work, refought role of managers and leaders within the company, and taking into account specific gender situation. I would think especially about mothers and fathers, uh, what the category who took the biggest hit with the pandemic, being able to, to work from home with the kid. And well, it's been pretty complicated for those categories. And I would say that all this transformation that we are experiencing now is what makes this area of HCM and HR technology such a vibrant and passionate area to work in today. Holy smokes, there's a lot to unpack there, that's for sure. <laughs> so a couple, of things, a couple of things that resonated with me, for example, is, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, this, is, this is not a new thing, but it, it's, not, it's not just happened in the last couple of years that people want more flexibility, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's, it's just perhaps now we've got the technology to, to enable finding the right people, um, engaging your existing employees, uh, finding ways for them to collaborate with each other, in, in monitoring output, all those things that just perhaps weren't in place before, although, you know, a crisis meant that we had to employ those technologies and future-proof organizations and, and so on. One other thing that maybe maybe you and I could do a follow-up interview on uh, in, in the coming years is, you know, that those those goals of particularly that, that middle group, those most desirable people, um, I do wonder if the motivations of the next generation coming up, the, the, the Gen Zers, 
is actually quite different. Their, their parents are, um, are um, Gen, Gen X, of course. Perhaps they have uh, slightly different motivations. Um, but that's a that's a conversation for another time. Let's let's continue through. As part of that answer, you 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 said you shared um, some pragmatic ideas, and I understand that you're quite a pragmatic guy at times. And certainly, you took a pragmatic approach in your recent article called talent war. It's not all about recruitment. In it, you write, and, and I quote, to retain high-performing employees, you need to know who they are, who are the people whose departure would slow down the company's growth and harm its competitiveness. The first thing to do is to ensure that you have reliable data on the performance of each person in order to go beyond the mere feelings of the managers. So my question for you then is, how can leaders and HR departments best analyze and differentiate high performers, you know, those uh, those folk who perhaps not super high performers yet, but they're certainly high potentials from those that are simply not adding to the company's bottom line? Yeah, this is, this, this is a very good, very, very, very good subject that, that, that we that we like very much at, at CG Talentsoft. But first, please allow me to, to rephrase slightly your question. Um, I think HR information system and HR department have often focused on only on high potentials and high performers, and it is probably right. But today, I think the need is more global. It's not only to identify those profiles of high performer, high potential, but also to answer the question, who are the people whose departure would slow down the company's growth and harm its competitiveness? This is slight, slightly different. I mean, of course, it encompasses those high potential, high performers that we that we like pretty much to to to, uh, to find in within our organization. But it goes above and beyond because today, with all those uh, talent leaving the company, you, you you need to 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 secure larger leads than than only those uh, high potential, high performers. So the first brick, I guess, to the answer is to this question is, is around skills. Uh, you need to understand uh, within your company what skills you have within the company. Who are they? You need to understand for each individual in the company what who they are, what they have done, not only in your company, but even before, before they, they join your company. So that's one first set. And the second set is to understand what skills you need within your company and 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 that's probably as difficult because the need the skills that you need today uh, may not be the skills that 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 you would need in in 3 5 years i mean things are you know uh, things are going very fast uh, today especially around technology uh, so you need to understand what are the skills that are uh, what we call future proofed skills and once you've understand once you've you've understood sorry uh, what skills you have in a company and what skills you need, then you can start to identify skill gaps and then deploy a strategy of upskilling and, and reskilling. So this is this is a global approach. Uh, now that's specifically what we're doing within Sejid uh, with our with our tools within Talentsoft uh, suite. For instance, if you have a talent pool and 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 you need to to, to fulfill a new position within your organization, uh, you can you can't rely only uh, on on your manager uh, feeding, even if it's really uh, important, of course. Um, but you should, if you want to match this new role, uh, uh, you need data, and you need data uh, that are easy to access and that are relevant. For example, 
what skill do I have in the organization? Then we, you know, in, in our in our in our solution, where we have device like dynamic skills graph um, that uh, they, which is based on a classification of thousands of unique skills referenced across millions of business in all industries, and this provides a. Uh, provide the, the, the HR leaders an exhaustive view of available skills and competencies in the organization thanks to every data that we connect with any part of the Talentsoft application to, to name our application like the talent man management part, the learning part, the recruitment part, all of that are, are captors where we get information about the skills of the people that are in contact with the organization. Then you don't need to. You mustn't only rely on the on the skills that have been developed within your company. You want to know also what are the skills that your talent had before entering your company. For that, also we have like what we call the talent profile, for example, where the 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 the, the curriculum vitae of of our of our talent are uh, um, are uh, input inputted so that you, you know exactly uh, where they come from and what skills they, they brought to the company when, when joining. After that, we have other devices like the talent grid and the talent box that allow us to compare those talent skills and to address the need for uh, reskilling and upskilling specifically to reach a position uh, with a kind of a very uh, visual uh, spider web figure. Uh, that allow to understand well, what are the axes on which you should develop your your people. So that's some example that I want to give you very very practical about uh, how we can answer this question of of, of identifying uh, who are those persons that will, if they leave, will grow uh, the competitiveness and, and and the growth of your company. Hey, we are uh, we're already running out of time for this show. Uh, just a couple more questions for you for today, and um, they're focused on a a recent HR Trends for 2022 report that that CJ uh, released. And um, so, my first question is is around uh, one one quote in there I found was in it, it said, "While we can't simply go back to a time before the pandemic, it's time to look back to to move forward." What we can do is make the decision to build again on strong foundations. That's why our HR Trends 2022 are based around these three words, all starting with the prefix re. Realign, reconnect, redeploy. Beautiful. I don't know who writes your copy, but that's beautiful. <laughs> um, given that the Omicron variant is set to move many countries from the pandemic stage to the endemic stage. And we are seeing that in, in places like the UK. Uh, Denmark yesterday uh, lifted all restrictions as we record this show. Um, it's happening, okay? Well, so hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm being very optimistic about this. Um, hopefully what that means is in, in more and more countries throughout, throughout the year of 2022, we will be going back to something similar to pre pandemic even though it perhaps doesn't feel like that you know in montreal right now for example um but given that that is the assumption and that is what the science is telling us now what what can companies do to realign reconnect and redeploy in a post-pandemic environment what what would what do we mean by realign first uh realign uh means we need now to step back and reassess many of the decisions that we've been taking that we've been taking yes for the last uh, two years were uh, uh, reactivity uh, to keep people safe, reactivity to maintain productivity, to ensure good collaboration. And the reactivity is, was key. And the reactivity is usually key in, in, in emergencies. But it's not good to build a long-term vision. So when we speak about realignment, we say, no, we need to 
to realign our HR strategy, our processes, and then on, on, on our activities with a longer term view. So what should we realign? Probably we should realign on purpose over tasks, as we discussed previously, you know, when we spoke about the, the war over talent. So uh, uh, we, we need to, to, to listen to feedback, to uh, engage with the whys uh, from, from, our, from our employee, uh, do a culture audit probably within our, our organization, enable as much as we can ownership at every level. So realigning uh, our employee on purpose over tasks. The, the other realignment is uh, we need to realign uh, insights over data. I mean, data is key today. Uh, you've probably heard that in many of, of, of your interviews. Uh, HR data, uh, sh we should align our HR data to add real value uh, to our people and to the organization. We need to, under the data will help us to understand how our organization works. And we should look at data through the lens of people analytics, not, not through the lens of, of data scientists. Uh, we need to have data that are readily available and readily understandable, understandable by non-data specialists. And this will help us to stay forward-looking. And I must say, uh, data analytics uh, is, is really oil to, to these uh, to, to, to anything that we're going to do uh, in the coming years, and, and, and we have some solution for you guys <laughs> with talent so that I won't I won't go into details. We don't have time for that. Uh, the other thing is is that we need probably to and, and you mentioned it. We we need to realign with our employee generations expectations. We have all all those Gen Z coming. You know, Gen Z people born uh, on 1997 and onwards. They're coming within the market. They are the first truly digital natives. Uh, for them, technology should work as easily and as well as their smartphone, uh, which is not always the case with uh, <laughs> with with uh, uh, enterprise uh, application. Um, they value relationships. They value in-person communication. Uh, maybe surprisingly, maybe it might be counterintuitive, but they favor security and savings when when uh, when when we speak about finance because they've seen their parents struggling with the the, the crisis in, in 2008, for example. And also, which is very nice within, I think, very, very I don't know if nice or right word, but very encouraging. Uh, looking at this generation, is that. For them, diversity, equity, and inclusion are non-negotiable. So we, we need to realign uh, our organization with our employee generation expectation. So that's about realignment. About reconnection, uh, again, uh, we need to, to make work human again. We need to, to put back people back at the center to attract and retain talents. Uh, this is going to be key to reconnect with our people, with, to reconnect with our, with our employee well-being, to reconnect people to the company vision. I was speaking about culture before. Uh, you, so we probably need to have a, to, to 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 give a lot of care to our employer branding, to the way we onboard employee. I'm not going to repeat myself on onboarding. Uh, everything that you can do to first understand who your employee are what are their aspirations, and then to reconnect with them and to make them reconnect with your company vision. And the third, the third re was about redeploying. Uh, I'll just let me give you one statistics. By 2030, more than 1 billion people worldwide will need to be retrained. I mean, this is, this is phenomenal. Uh, 
and and we know we know why. I mean, digital transformation will destroy jobs. It will destroy less jobs than it will create, but it will destroy jobs and it will need uh, specific skills that are highly needed and that are going to be highly needed. Uh, learning, so will be key. Learning on the job, in virtual, in actual classes, uh, constantly need for learning and for evolution. So this is part of the redeployment of your skills. We are we are really moving from a job economy to a skills-based economy. So we're if you want to redeploy, we really go to really need to go through this understanding of the skills that I, I mentioned previously. And we need also uh, to, to redeploy through talent mobility. Uh, in internal mobility is going to be key also uh, within this uh, this challenge of, of talent war. And if I may, I would say the way we see it within uh, Sejit Talentsoft is that there are five key steps to redeploy. One, understand the talents in-house. This is about talent profile, as I mentioned. Second, provide a clear learning strategy with our learning uh, capabilities. Three, always get the best out of your people through performance management solution, continuous conversation, etc. Fourth, make an inventory of which skills are available within your company through talent review. And finally, uh, deploy talent matching tools like succession planning and so on to, to make sure that you, you put the right people at the right place when you, when you redeploy. So maybe as a bit of a summary of some of the things we have spoken about today, and, and just to refocus on, on the HR function specifically, as we look to wrap up, can you, can you summarize how the pandemic accelerated the change to that HR function? Yeah, for sure. I mean, number one, digitization or digitization, sorry for my, for my accent, uh, digital transformation uh, uh, have been accelerated tremendously thanks to the, thanks to the pandemic. So the way uh, HR were, were driven uh, have, have, have uh, uh, radically changed thanks to, thanks to technology. Uh, so technology is, 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 is clearly where the, the, the HR function has, has, has been, where the change has been accelerated, sorry. Second thing, uh, I guess, is is trust. Trust now is paramount, uh, and 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 you know, I I, I named this example of, of those company wondering if they were going to to trust their employee to go on on a remote work. I mean, now trust is has become paramount within all of those organizations, and and that that may have changed some culture in some companies. Not all of them. I mean, trust is not a new thing to to the majority of companies. That's not what I'm saying, but probably trust uh, has become paramount. Uh, the third thing is that if you if you look back and you see what HR leaders have done in those last two years, it's just so impressive. I mean, they, they, they were here to keep everybody safe. They were here to ensure that everybody could go remote in good conditions. They redefined their workspace. They followed the changing legal rules almost uh, every day. They had to keep an engagement high. They had to recruit. They had to, 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 to keep employee loyal. I mean, they have been at the forefront of the crisis for two years. And now, I mean, I remember there was some topic two years ago about uh, how the HR leaders are trying to or are, are struggling to get their, their room at the sea table. I mean, I mean, today there is no question. I mean, they, 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 they are really at the forefront of this crisis and their they, they full uh, uh, role is key within organization and, and their role at the sea table is not questionable. And if I had to, 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 
to end this conversation, I would end it as I started it. I mean, everything that we can do with uh, HR information system, HR technology is great. It can accelerate. It can help uh, HR leader to, to do things better, to, to get more, to find more productivity. But at the end of the day, what we've seen through all this crisis and what we experience today is that, that our HR leader, the thing that doesn't change is that they need to concentrate on what really matters and what really matters is human. Before we do wrap up for today, I'd, I'd love to understand how our listeners can connect with you. So maybe that's through your LinkedIn. Maybe you, you want to share your email. Maybe you're really cool and you're on TikTok. Who knows? Um, but also, also, how can they how can they learn more about what's going on at Seasid and all the new features that 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 are that, that are part of that now as you guys have acquired TalentSoft. Okay, sure. I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm not on TikTok, and I'm, I'm struggling to have my kids away from TikTok. So, <laughs> but it's another story. Uh, but I'm very happy to, to connect with uh, everyone on LinkedIn. Uh, I am Marc Andre Nataf. Uh, I'm probably I'm the only one on LinkedIn with this first name and this name uh, combined. So Marc Andre Nataf, and I will be very happy to connect with you. Uh, you can know more about Sejid on, on our website, sejid.com, C-E-G-I-D.com. And of course, uh, you can follow us uh, and, on all our blogs and on, on, on a lot of, of content that, that we edit, that we publish on, uh, on our LinkedIn page, which is called Sejid for HR, Sejid for HR. And there really is a lot of great content on the site, by the way. You know, for, for these interviews, as part of my homework, I, I go to the blogs, I check out what, what these companies are talking about. Um, and there is a special lady over in the marketing team called Leah, um, who I should just do a shout out to because her and her team are doing awesome jobs um, at creating awesome content that, that I believe would be very beneficial to the world of work. So do check that out. Um, that just leads me to say for today, Marc-Andre, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you very much for hosting me. It's been a real pleasure to, to speak with you today. And listeners, as always, until next time, merci beaucoup and happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 